Oh yeah, adventure bike with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's time for loud pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield and John Maracle. Loud Pipes, episode 165. We have a very interesting conversation for this evening. We're going to have a special guest. And if all goes well, our feedback, uh, our feedback mailbox should be blowing up. All right, Johnny John, Spider Silk, holding down the co-host duties. How are you, man? I am well tonight and enjoying this fine evening and ready to hang out and talk what we have on lineup for tonight. Oh, I think this is going to be a fun conversation and it's probably in, at least in recent memories, it's the, the show I've put the most research into by a long shot. Oh, so we've been digging around and finding our picks. Wow. So, so Johnny, John, I have to ask you something. Yeah. Where's, Are you drinking Cameron? John? There he is. Hey Cameron, how you doing tonight? <laughs> well, what is it? Uh, um, I'm having a Sam Adams tonight. Mm, I'm, I'm calling, I'm calling a BS on that one. What are Why? You <laughs> You're calling BS on that? What are you drinking? Water. Ah, I knew it. Uh. Ding, 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 ding. I knew it. I can hear it in his voice. All right, John. Well, this is not water, but. Well, it contains water. It's an old favorite. The hazy little thing. All right, let's bring in our special guest and not delay because we have a lot to get to. And we just announced recently that he is the winner of our Twisted Road contest. Let's bring in Tony Terabellini. Hey, hey. What's happening, man? Not much. How y'all doing? Is that a good enough intro for you? Does that get you pumped up? Oh, totally, man. I'm I'm totally No, he needs some music, right? I'm trying. (laughs) He needs some hot, like, hype music. I do. I, I, I need some soundtrack and, like, a... Give me something like a flavor flavor hype man or something, yeah. Yeah, somebody out there spinning a towel, get the crowd going. That's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. I know you like the beer as much as we do, and the, on the crafty side. So I do. What do you have lined up? So I ha- I have a uh, tonight. I'm drinking a Black Boss Porter. It is imported from Poland, mm. uh, and it comes in a what's this like a twenty ounce bottle or something? Oh no, excuse me. This is a pint bottle. Uh, it is a 9.4% alcohol, Richie. I know Oof. that's Oof. That, that's scary. Mm. Uh, and I actually have two of them because when Rico was down here, I introduced him to this beer and he loved it. So I bought him one to try to send it to him. Uh, and apparently it is illegal for an individual to ship alcohol in the United States of America. So I, I try to jump through all sorts of hoops to get it out to him, but now I'm just going to drink it. Oh, yeah. Well, I understand you can send uh, test samples. So there's ways mm-hmm. to do it. I, I, I jumped on a website. <laughs> there's all sorts of, yeah, there's all sorts of, uh, of things I could do. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to, 
I'm trying to get in the fire service. I'm in school right now. So I basically, I got to keep my nose clean. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't be messing around. So well, I, like, uh, I could just, I could just save it for him for next time he comes, I guess. I don't know. I like your plan B just drink it. Yeah. I think I'm just going to drink it. <laughs> yeah. I agree. He's, with o- he's okay with it. I discussed it with him. He's, he's fine with that. All right. Let's not delay. Let's hit that topic. Get out of the way, John. Okay. And you were giving me a hard time. You said I can't use that sound anymore. Why not? Because you don't own that bike no more. So what? That's my audio. I made it. Okay. Fine. (laughs) I don't care. I just have to give you a hard time. All right. All right. Topic for this evening. I have titled it Just One Bike. Just one. But in parentheses, from each brand. So this is where I think... We're going to make a lot of people angry or happy. They may be shaking their head up and down. They may be shaking their fists. They may be shaking something else at us because we are going to pick the best, the flagship, the creme de la creme of each brand as our conversation. And we're going to top it off with our personal favorites from, I don't know, what do we got here, Tony? About 15 brands? I think so. Six, seven. 11, 17, looks like. 17 brand. I added two to your list. Okay. So yours ended at zero, and I added Energica and Royal Enfield, if we have time. Oh, sure, sure. So that's the plan. So the first part of the conversation goes like this. And we did this offline, so we'll do this one again. So if I mention a brand, kind of think of the first bike that comes to your mind. What is that brand known for? What is their flagship or maybe their bread and butter, that kind of thing. So I said Honda and John said Goldwing and Tony said Goldwing and I said Goldwing. So that's kind of how the first part of the conversation goes is what is, what is that brand known for? Or what is their best or, you know, kind of that conversation. And then we're going to top it off with our pick, which may be the same bike or maybe something different, which will make it interesting. And we broke them up into three categories. The first one we call the larger, kind of larger slash well-known brands. And these are bikes available in the U.S., 2019 or 2020 models. And we're carving out any super limited or special editions that would require you to pay exorbitant amount of money and wait a long time. So we're carving out those kind of special editions. So the first list is going to be Harley Indian. Victory, although they're no longer around, but you can still get new ones. BMW, Ducati, KTM, and Triumph. That covers our our first set. And I know there are very large Japanese manufacturers, but we put those four together. Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, and Suzuki will be the second grouping. And then just what we've called others, which would be Moto Guzzi, Aprilia, MV Agusta, Zero, Energica, and Royal Enfield. Time permitting. I'm tired already. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the the uh, large elephant in the motorcycle world, at least in the U.S., and that would be Harley-Davidson. All right, Tony, you're up. I say Harley-Davidson, and what comes to your mind? Street Glide. Street for sure. Glide, for sure. John? Oh, let me think here. Hang on, let me think. <laughs> 
Street Hang on. Street Five Hundred. No, <laughs> I'm thinking. Don't hurt um, yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm, mm, um. Street Glide. Street Glide. Yeah, and that's. I think that's fair. You know, when I think when you say Harley Davidson, two different visions come to mind. Um, if you're in the know and you're paying attention, you know the Street Glide is the most popular. That's the one they sell the most of and probably make the most money off of. Um, if you're outside of the motorcycle world, you may be thinking of some sort of chopper based on a Harley. I think those are the the two that come to mind. Um, Indeed. Yeah, I was going to say, John, you, we looked at the sales numbers a long time ago, and I think it wasn't even close. You know, the the Street Glide sales numbers was covered like the next three bikes together. Yeah. So, so where I got my numbers from wasn't, I don't think we did numbers. It was when I went to to class and, you know, they're pitching Harley at the dealership and the instructor was, took us around, showed us the dealership and said that, you know, the street glide is Harley's number one seller. Yep. Um, you know, of all their other bikes. Um, you know, I could, I mean, you could street, think street glide. That's what you mostly see and everybody customizes it. And I know you like the road glide more rich. So as a personal preference, I like the road glide more, but, but you're right. They sell more street glides and it's hard to tell, especially with Harleys. It's, it's hard to tell the dominant model because they are very highly customized. You know, you rarely see one that's stock, you know, outside of a showroom floor, you rarely see one out on the road that's stock. So it's kind of hard to tell you know, which models they are once you get customized beyond what it looks like on the showroom floor. But regardless, all the, this, like I, I, I base my, I base the street glide being their flagship, not even necessarily off of sales numbers, but off of, uh, upgrades like the, the, the whole touring lineup of Harley, but definitely the street glide being kind of foremost among them. Anytime there's upgrades to be had, it's the street glide that gets it first. Right. You know, and it, it doesn't, and, you know, upgraded suspension, upgraded, you know, infotainment. Obviously, you're not getting infotainment on the other bikes, non-touring bikes, but it seems like they, they're they throwing a lot more at their touring lineup and the, and the street, street glide especially. Yeah. And you could probably just, just lump the whole touring family in there because, you know, yeah. save for the road glide and things like your road king that don't have a fairing, just have a, you know, a clear windshield. The rest of them all have that Batwing look to the front end anyway. Yeah. So whether it's a Street Glide, Street Glide Special, an Ultra, right. Ultra Limited, Electra, Ultra Classic, right. you know, Electra Glide, you know, they all look the same in the front. And to those outside of motorcycle circles, you may be calling them all the same bike. Yeah. For sure. Um, now, what about the smaller bikes? Now, the Sportster has been made forever. You know, it's funny you would think that that might be more popular you know, in numbers, but I guess there's not as many of those sold as, as we think. No, but they're probably second to the touring lineup. Yeah. I would, even, even after the, the new soft tails, you know, the 2018 soft tail shakeup, I, I still think the, the sportsters are probably their second biggest seller. And, and they're on the opposite end of the upgrade spectrum. Right. They don't bother upgrading those because they know people are just gonna, you know, go to the go to the parts catalog or the aftermarket. Um, yeah, it's been the so same they, engine in the Sportster for what seventeen years, something yep. like that. <laughs> yeah, long time. Yep. Cool. Long and time. we forgot to say earlier, um, 
What part of the country are you in again? I'm in uh, just outside of Seattle. Outside of Seattle. So completely different scene than what we have here in the, the Carolinas. Yes. Well, you'd think, but they're, they're still, well, I don't know. I don't know from the Carolinas what, what you guys are seeing. I assume like the rest of the country, you're seeing more Harleys than anything else. Um, Depends on where you're riding. Mainly. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So for example, if I'm out on the interstate, like let's say, you know, when John and I went to Florida, very Harley and touring bike heavy. Yeah. Now, if we duck off onto the side roads, then it's all, you know, your sport bikes, your sport nakeds, touring, sport touring bikes, you know, super motards, you know, all your, your fun stuff is out on the side roads and, and a fair amount of Harleys too. But if, you know, if you run down I-95, <laughs> the vast majority of those are going to be Harleys. Right. One well, and, and so out here, well, people, I, I think people, Seattle is definitely a metropolis. And this, the sub, I'm in one of the suburbs. I'm in Bellevue. Um, it's it's definitely big city out here. But once you get not even 20 miles outside of the larger cities, the the state of Washington is very gets very rural and it's very country. Um, so and there's a lot of it, it's pretty much I would say divided between Harley's and dual sports, whether that be adventure bike or Mm-hmm. you know, smaller dual sport, gotcha. uh, there's a ton of good, ton of good dual sport riding out here. Um, but yeah, a lot of Harley sold. Gotcha. All right. So Tony, I'm going to put you on the spot for the first one. Sure. <laughs> uh, flagship and most popular bike aside, if you could only buy one Harley and money's no object, where does your money go? So I'm going to catch hell for this. I'm sure. Uh, Oh Yeah. So from the 2019-2020 lineup, I would honestly pick that Iron 1200. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is exactly what it claims to be. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hate it when people try to make cruisers into something else. Right. And this is, this is just a straight up, you know, up from, from the floor a cruiser it's got apes you know it's got that little b-rod bikini fairing it's low it's you know it's it's just made for ripping around town and it doesn't pretend to be anything else and i love that about it um and it's got mid controls there's for for those of us who love mid controls there's not a lot in the cruiser market and that's one of them that has stock mids and I've sat on the thing, and it just feels like that's exactly what you want to do with it. Just just rip around town. So so you prefer the um, little rise to the bars, a little bigger front wheel. Like it's not really yeah. larger to something like the 48, which would be flat bars, chunky front wheel kind of thing. So I had a uh, 1200 Custom, the, the XL 1200C. And it's got that fat front tire on there, and I hated it. It 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 just did not feel. I don't know something about it. It just it just felt off to me. Yeah. Um. And the uh forty eight. Not that the not that the iron twelve hundred's got a massive tank or anything, but the forty eight's got that little peanut on there. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're you're not going. And again, if you're just using it for ripping around town or whatever, you know, 
cool, you don't care. But also, 48 comes with forward controls. And forward controls with drag bars or those those lower bars, to me, just spells backache. Oh, it is. Old. I was looking. You're right. It's the Roadster that has mids. So the Roadster is pretty sweet. And I, I would have picked that one because it has... But but again, this is a cruiser trying to be something else. It's got the upside, you know, the inverted forks. It's got dual front disc. Mm-hmm. It's got the upgraded rear suspension. But those are Harley forks, Harley brakes, and Harley rear suspension. It's not, you know, they didn't stick Olins and Brembos on the thing. It's, so it's not. Right. I can't imagine that it's besides besides the more besides more ground clearance and, and cornering clearance. I can't imagine that it handles much different than your average sportster gotcha but i don't know for sure but in but if i bought a sportster it wouldn't be for handling it would be for cruising cruising for, ripping around ripping like around. you said yeah exactly the iron 1200 nicely done thank you so i'll go to mine and we'll see if johnny johnny john has a pick mine is is smack in the touring family of course and the style that is near and dear to my heart but also if you're going to get a Harley and you want the best, you got to go with a CVO. I mean, they are just a notch above. I mean, their bikes are already premium to begin with, but then when you add that hand finished paint, all the extra little doodads that go along with a CVO, my choice has got to be, Oh wait, I'm going to give it to you in a minute. Keep you waiting. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I do my runner up? Sure. All right. My runner up, and was my first pick up until yesterday is the live wire mm. because the live wire is either their future is either Harley's future or it's not. And either way, it's going to be a heck of a collectible. <laughs> oh, for sure. Right? Harley's first electric bike. I'm not sure how you can lose putting that in the bank. For sure. So that was All my right. first pick forever. And of course I've wanted a bike since the prototype, but my my switch was like I said, looking to what you know what I think of as Harley is big touring bikes, premium product, and I don't think a, a CVO Road Glide, I don't think gets any better than that. Forty two thousand ah. three hundred thirty nine dollars worth of motorcycle. So so here's here's my question. Uh, when's the last time you looked at a 1998 CVO and thought, man, what a sexy beast that is. Not 98, but the early 2000s, I liked most of those. Do you? Yeah. I like the CVO too, and I and I like it for all the same reasons that you do, but I don't think they age that well. I, you look at like yeah. some of the Dyna CVOs from the late 90s, and it's like purple and yellow. And If the paint's too crazy, <laughs> I, I see where you're going, but this is mostly silver, trimmed in red. I think that's, I think that's pretty classic. I don't think this one's too far out there. I I know exactly what you're saying because I've seen, even the right. year, gosh, the re, the year we started the show, Rico rode this bright green breakout, and he was head yeah. over heels over the thing. And now we look at those pictures just four years later, and it's like, ooh, I wouldn't ride that. And it's a limesicle. Yeah, four years ago, he was over the moon about that thing. So I get you. Totally get you on the colors there. All right. Yeah. Well, that being said, though, the 
the road glide CVOs. I've seen them in person. They have a couple at my local dealership. That is without a doubt the most subtle CVO you're ever going to see, but also <laughs> probably the sexiest. Those yeah. paint the 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 I like the blue myself, the blue, I don't know what they're calling it. Uh I'm sure there's a marketing that, name. Yeah. Yeah, that paint job was gorgeous. So yeah, the night 2019-2020 CVOs, I'll give you that. I think they'll stand the test of time. It is called Mako Shark Fade. Ah. Okay. <laughs> For those keeping score. <laughs> and the there's a black, I guess it's black and steel. It is called Lightning Silver and Charged Steel with Black Hole. Whatever that okay. means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and, and for for the to be official, the one that I'm looking at is called Red Pepper and Magnetic Gray, also with Black Hole. I don't know what that means, but maybe we can get someone from Harley to enlighten us. There you go. All right, Johnny John. You gotta yes, pick, sir. You got to pick one. I got to pick one. All right. So here I'm sitting here looking through these pictures of Harley. Looks through other bikes. Think of what, what I'd want to buy. Right? So. I'll give you my runner-up. How do you like this one? Oh, okay. Runner-up first. Runner-up. I'd go for the Street Fighter. That they're thinking about coming out with. Planet for 2020. Not, not, uh, does not qualify. Why not? You can't get it. It's planned for 2020. I'm looking at the website. Tony, you're the tiebreaker. So, <laughs> I think you'd have to pick from the 2020s that are already... Okay. In the showroom. Okay. That's fine. Because I, I agree. I John, if that was out right now, that'd be my pick. And that's without even seeing it or or, or right. any you know, without without seeing it in person. But I since was, we can't see it in person and we can't we have no specs on it, we've got nothing. Well, uh, you know, that's a future runner up one, but we could go over the live wire with Rich because it's not in the showroom yet. Well, it's a it's a tough time of the year to do Harleys in particular because they're about a month away. From the new ones, less than a month away. I know. Well, no, you're and you're right. You're right, John. It's not in the showroom, I'm, but there is specs on it. Yeah, you can pre-order fine. it. That's fine. So you can pre-order it. Wait a minute. You can't pre-order the Street Fighter. No, 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 no. I'm saying the the live wire. You oh, can pre-order. Okay. Yeah, you can like, reorder it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so pre- and press has written production copies. Yeah. So yeah, it's there. All right. So then I sit here and I think about what type of ride I do and what bike would fit what I need to do. So needless to say, I'll go with the road glide. Nice. Not the trike? No, sorry. <laughs> I'm going I to couldn't keep, resist. I'll keep it with two rules tonight since you guys left off Scanam. So there. <laughs> Not I, at a spite. I would, Not I at would a spite. pay money. I would pay money to see John on a road glide. Yeah, that would be sweet. <laughs> That would yeah. be sweet. In um, the mountains. No, yeah. would be happening. Would not be happening. All right. We're done with Harley? We're done. All right. Now, for the Me Too motorcycle company. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Indian. <laughs> when I say Indian, what's the first model that comes to your mind? Uh, Scout. Scout? John? Yeah. I hate to say it, really none really come to my mind. Okay. It was uh, Chieftain for me. 
Okay. And, and let me value, uh, go on it because you don't see many around or they're not as many. Correct. They're getting there, but not as, certainly not as many as, as Harley and even sport bikes for that matter. Right. And I'm, and I'm just kidding with the Indian because my pick is a nod to what makes them unique when we get there. But when I, when I think of Indian, what comes to mind is the chieftain or I'm sorry. Did I say chieftain? Yep. You did. I meant the chief. I'm sorry. I meant the chief. So the chief, especially the vintage with the full fenders, the two tone paint, the leather bags, like, that is Indian. That is the epitome of classic or vintage Indian. That's what comes to mind for me. And good, bad, or ugly, I just see their chieftain and roadmaster as, you know, me too Harleys, essentially. That's how I, I see them. I know they're not. I know they're different bikes, but it's like, eh, if I'm going to get that kind of bike, it's going to be HD. Sorry. The the chief, you're, you're absolutely right. that especially in the vintage Mm -hmm. that that's classic Indian. I think that's probably what a lot of people who ride think of when they think of Indian is that I just, I said the scout because I think they're selling a a ton of them. Yeah. I think, and, and from all accounts, they are a really good bike. Um, and not so much, you know, not so much a starter bike, like me, like us, like people think of as, as sportsters are, are kind of, you know, gateway drugs. Right. I don't know if that's the same with the scout. I think people are climbing on the scout and owning them for a while. You know, I don't, I think they're getting everything they need out of them and, and the proper scout, right. That's a, that's a quick bike. Yeah. Yeah. And I say proper because there's also the scout 60, which is, you know, going to be down on power compared to that, but that's probably more, it's more akin to a sportster than the regular scout. Right. I agree. I agree. But if you look at the Sportster, as it comes stock, it's got some of those classic nods, too. It's got... Agree. The, bo- both fenders have some some flair to them. Uh, it's got the fat tire up front. Um, and I think that's what they're, that's what they're using for right. their flagship, you know, as far as getting their name out there. Now, the Indian I see the most out on the road is the Roadmaster. I see yeah, quite a few of those, especially when coming back from Gettysburg, we saw quite a few of those. Well, I was following one or one was following me for most of the trip, but, <laughs> but we did see a few on the road too. Right. All right. Let's see. Well, I'll give my pick first because it is none of the bikes we've been talking about. And I guess it's kind of like my feeling on the live wire. I'm really looking at the future here. And my pick is the FTR 1200 S mainly because I'm a little bit on the sport tip lately. Okay. Maybe a lot on the sport tip, but that's the kind of bike I want. I want something fast, nimble, you know, I want the upgraded suspension and brakes and all that stuff. And I think Indian did a fantastic job of at least styling it after some of the flat track clues and cues and i can't i can't wait to ride this one this is one that i'm kind of salivating over and sort of afraid to ride it because 
I'm kind of thinking it's going to be like the old uh, FJ addiction. <laughs> you know, after I ride it, it's going to be like, oh, dear. <laughs> Daddy got to figure out how to get one of these. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I want to ride it, but almost a little afraid to. Uh, my pick is the same, actually. The the 1200S. Ah, same bike. R1200S, yeah. Uh, because like you, it's... I think it's it's the future. I think it's a jumping off point for other things they can do as well. Agree. Um, and it's just a bad mofo. You look at that thing. Yep. You know, it's 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 a cool bike, a really cool bike, and it's getting good reviews from everybody I've heard from. Um, and the price point, even for the S, even for the top model, yeah, is at what six, around sixteen, fifteen five. Yep. Yeah, that is that's going to blow Harley out of the water all day. Yeah, that's right stri- we've talked about it. That Street Fighter's got to come under eighteen grand, or you can just park absolutely, it. absolutely, you can just park it. Mm-hmm. Which is another bike I can't wait to see. I guess yeah. the future is good. Like twenty twenty should be an interesting year, and this this show a year from now would be quite interesting. Right, which is good. I think it's good that we kept it to twenty nineteen, twenty twenty because. We're we're coming up on a new decade, mm-hmm. and we're coming up on a new motorcycle industry. I think to a degree, uh, and a lot of these bikes we're talking about. If we if if we do this in twenty twenty nine, you know, some of these bikes that we're we're talking about and like may not even be in the lineup anymore, or maybe so different as to be right. You know, uh, so this is this is good for posterity. Yeah, everyone's still watching electrics, of course, and you know everybody's kind of watching Livewire to see if that takes off. And you know, Zero's got a new big bike in their fleet as well. That's you know the most powerful one they've made to date. You know, biggest battery, longest range, all that stuff. So it's getting interesting on that side as well. Indeed. So, John. Yes, sir. If you would have an Indian, which one? You know. I was going with what we talked about before, Rich, and how your lineup is about different bikes that you want in the garage. So I think I'll go with a Scout. All right. Good man. Good man. Good pick. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, now Probably I forgot the word. Too. Probably even a Bobber. That was going to be my question, John. Bobber or, or Standard? Probably the Bobber. I like the looks of it. Okay. Scout Bobber. So there you go. All right. Add to add to the you know, you know if I had the street glide for the touring bike, maybe I have something to run around town with, right? Yeah, that was my other fun with this list, and that's why I went back and forth on several bikes. Is I sort of went down the list and grabbed what I thought was the flagship or what each brand was most well known for, and then I had to make some adjustments because I was sort of building a garage out of my list as well. It's like, okay, I've got one bike like this. <laughs> I'm getting a little sport bike heavy. Let's trim a few of those and add some other stuff. <laughs> I was t- telling John, it was, it was almost too easy to just fill the garage full of race bikes. And I was like, well, there's no For fun sure. in that. All right. Let's see. Victory motorcycles. They are gone as a brand, but you can still get new ones. Um, if you look around a little bit and there's still bikes that we like. And since we started with Harley and Indian, why not? So this was a tough one. I, I couldn't, pin a single bike in terms of when I think victory, I couldn't think of, I couldn't put my finger on one. 
I guess if I had to pick, I would probably say something like the Vegas. Um, I think it was the Vegas or the eight ball, you know, something like that. Because I think their, their kind of big touring bikes came later, you know, later in their life. And certainly, you know, those were probably the best ones they made when they closed in, in 17. But I didn't really have one that, that sort of stuck out. What about you, Tony? Not, not even one. Because when I think, as far as visibility goes on Victory, the the two major models, and I go back and forth between these, <laughs> obviously the Vision is pretty... Uh, well, it, it stands out, but geez, it I, stands I wouldn't out. say that's... And pretty polarizing. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't know about flagship necessarily okay. for them, but... Okay. Uh, if you if you drop the name Victory to people on this, you know, even people who don't ride or or just know a little bit about Victory, they'd be like, "Oh, didn't they make that Star Trek looking freaking thing?" Fair, um, fair enough. But the uh, the the highball, I think, is might be the one you were talking about. It, it's the the one that I'm thinking and keep, and the one that I see most of on the street is that highball in the flat black and white with the. You know, the adjustable apes and the... Yeah, that's kind uh, of the style I'm thinking of. Yeah, I do. I still see a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're cool bikes. I wouldn't mind having one myself. Because, like I said, you know, the the cross-country and the Magnum were probably the the better bikes in the later years. Yeah. And I'm sure people will, will correct me on that. But I, I felt they were, and they were probably the most popular before they ended. But I just, I don't see a lot of those around. No, you don't. You know, I'll see a I have, I cross have country tour in the wild. What's that? I have seen visions in the wild on more than one occasion. Uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple, but but not many. I mean, I've if I see one nowadays, it's more like a cross country, usually a touring edition. Yeah. yeah, I don't see any magnums at all, which is, you know, I guess we'll go there. That would be my pick, Magnum X One, if I could still find one. You know, probably not a new one, but I would I would still have one of those bikes for sure. Right. No, they're cool. The the their touring bikes are really cool, and I I don't see them around here. Unfortunately, I see judges. I see the highball. I see some some real customized Vegases and stuff like that, but uh, none of those. My pick would be the Hammer S. Uh huh. In 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 the gloss black, that is a sexy sexy bike and it's probably ridiculous and rides like crap because that gigantic fat tire in the back but it's it's still a cool bike dangerous dave would disagree with you dave does he have an s i know he has a hammer is it is it the s no i think it's just a plain hammer he's got a big rear tire and yeah it's it's like a yeah it's like a 220 or 240 rear it's enormous is it okay so so that the hammer s that's that's about the same same tire and i don't know if it would ride good or not but i'm willing to try it out <laughs> dangerous dave love says and he can haul the mail with it oh i bet i bet i know people that are victory owners and they're uh a, a, a good friend of mine has a judge and he loves it it's not his first victory either he had he had other ones um and he he absolutely this was a, this was a diehard harley guy like biker gang dude and the, after he rode his first victory, he he swore off Harleys for good, and, and rode victories. And now he loves it because now that they're gone, he can snap them up real cheap, and he's yep. he's buying victories left and right. So, yeah, I'm looking at some pictures. The highball is definitely what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, 
which is cool. And I, I have seen highballs um, kind of out in dealer lots too. And I don't know what they're going for, but I wouldn't mind having one of those. They're, they're super cool. Yep. John, that's another one that doesn't pretend to be anything other than what it is. Yeah. Just cruise, right? Yeah, exactly. Would you have one, John? Victory? Yeah, why not? Which one? I don't know which one, though. Hmm. Hammer S for Tony. If you have to go with the, the flagship and what I see most of it, I'll go with the cross country. Let's just go up there. That's solid. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> Good choice. And, and, and if you talk about what I see, I see a lot of cross countries. That's what victory I see. I yeah. don't see yeah. If, if many, you see one out, that's usually what you see. Yeah, it's going to be a cross country. So, all right, now let's go on to a few that that might make people mad. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Let's let's head over to Germany. Talk about BMW. Mm-hmm. Now, this is like I said. This is going to go to the diehards because. When I hear BMW, the first one that comes to my mind is GS. What about about you, Tony? Mine too. Absolutely. All right. So we agree there. But that's not all they make, and that's certainly not their first bike. You know, you can go all the way up and down the line of bikes that they've made with that style of engine. The other one that comes to mind right after the GS is the RT. Mm -hmm. That's where I kind of where I go second. And then it's just you know, it's all over the road from there. But in terms of picking a BMW that I would want to have, ooh, that was tough. <laughs> that was really tough. <laughs> and and I'll go down the list because, like I said, I'm I'm on the sport bike thing now, and I would love to have an S1000 double R. Just hmm, that's got to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, they launched their HP4 Race. Which is ridiculous, like $85,000, you know, carbon fiber, world superbike, you know, race bike, which would be awesome. And since money's no object, that could be my pick. <laughs> and I still like the S1000XR, you know, go here, go everywhere, but at a blistering pace kind of motorcycle. And the RT is nice as well. I, w- I would be happy with any one of those, but my pick if I'm keeping in that flagship family has to be the GS and and not the adventure, just the 1250 GS, you know, go everywhere, do anything bike that. So that one would be my pick probably an easy pick, but that's mine. It's, it's a, it's a good pick. It's a solid pick that, that GS is, is the do everything bike. That's why they sell so much, you know? Oh, well, marketing is probably why they sell so much but the the people that that own them you know they love them they're they're bulletproof they're you know you even if you buy the non-adventure version rich you could probably take that thing off-road all day and and not have any problems um yeah my reasoning for the non-adventure one is a if i was really intending to off-road it a lot i would want the adventure for the spoke wheels and you know, the different tire diameters and things like that. But I just, as a all round bike, I'd rather have the cast wheels. I think it looks better on the bike. Right. And just as an, as an all round motorcycle, I'd rather not have the adventure version. 
Right, right. Well, I, I am with you that it is the flagship. I think they're selling a ton of them. I see a lot of them around here. I also see a lot of RTs and a lot of their K bikes too, older K bikes. I don't see, I have seen now you have to remember where I live. It's, it's tech like Bill Gates lives about five or six miles from me. So if that gives you any idea of, of what kind of money is being thrown around here, if there's something weird or exotic or expensive, it's, it's in Bellevue, I'm sure. Uh, so I have seen a K1600B in black in the wild around here, and it is just as badass uh, in person as it is on all the videos and everything that you've seen. Uh, my particular pick, though, would still be the 1250 RT. Hmm. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, at looking on the website, and this, this, is, this was kind of a bummer, the one that they kept showing us in the videos and everything when it came out, that black one with the brown leather seat, that is a European model only, apparently. Well, uh, I looked at it. It's not European only. It's a special order. It's, oh. There's a special... Um, let me go to the website. I was looking at it earlier. It, it's a limited edition, but it's not that limited. You just have to order it. Okay. Oh, shoot. Now I got to get back to it. Well, either way, John will have to say something. Stall in the interim. <laughs> so let, let me go with my pick. How's that? Her. Yeah, let's, we'll go with, let's go with that. Okay. So I'll go off the wall. Something totally different. I even sat on it. I think it's a cool bike. Is the nine the R nine T Scrambler? Oh, you it like a cool those. bike? Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, that's a, that's that was a cool bike. And talking about the bagger, we were where were we? Rich, we were talking to guy. Where were we at? Um, was it crap? Where were we, Rich? Recently? Yeah, we met some editor. Oh, what event were we at? We went on the. Um, Are you talking about? Was I there? I thought you were there. I don't think so. You were not there. I thought you were. <laughs> wall of death oh crud where were we wall of death yeah the wall of death someplace we went up there <laughs> came down met some editor are you talking about gettysburg last year it was out last year uh, but that was, was the, that was the k1600b though if it's what i'm thinking of. you're talking about ken conti i think yeah, I don't know. He rode it from someplace and loved it, but the bags were too small. Yeah, that's the K1600B. Okay. Yeah, that's right. what you're thinking of. Yeah, that was Gettysburg last year. Okay. But what? But good good stalling, because I found it. It is called <laughs> BMW Motorrad Special. S-P-E-Z-I-A-L. Uh. No tinkering, no surprises, no compromises with BMW Motorrad Special. You get a bike with unique touches and highest quality standards. Uh, let's see. Special equipment like exclusive options, 719 milled parts and special colors. Let's see. How do you get it? Scrolling down. But anyway, the point of bringing it up is that black with the brown seat is in that collection. Okay. From Well, I have seen in one of my local shops, one of, one of them in the... The sparkling storm metallic mm -hmm. blue. And that'll do. No problem. <laughs> that'll <Check> do. That. 
Yeah. No problem. Yeah, here it is. R1200RT Special. And that is that is the look. That is gorgeous. The Isn't black it? And like that's that. the one that, that's the one they kept showing when they were putting it out and I remember on the Slack channel we were all drool and huge. Mhm. And then come to find out it's a special order of course, but yeah, oh. it's like, wait, what do you mean you can't get that color? It's like <laughs> that brown seat. Uh, yeah, that's just one of the few brown seats that I would consider owning mm-hmm. in that, that combo. So that it was tough. Honestly, it was, I could go RT, but I have so many other sporting bikes in my list. I was like, ah, it's got to be the GS. I, I have to do it. I'm going to say, I'm, you said this might might piss some people off and i'm gonna say it right now um because i'm i'm almost through my beer and i think i can i can voice this now i think the gs is hideous looking man it is but Uh, it's just still going and i like adventure bike i i love adventure bikes but that thing is just it looks like a i don't even know i (laughs) i couldn't spend that kind of money on i i just couldn't do it I'm sorry to everybody. I know Sean Birch is Bob. Sorry, man. I'm I'm totally sorry. It's just a, it's it's ugly. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's just I, I don't know. It the big over the top ADV bikes. I'm not a fan of the style. Those in general. You know, KTM's big one. You know, even the Africa Twin, and just it's just not my thing. I just look at it and I'm like, ugh. I know. I think that I think the KTM. And the Africa Twin are actually really good looking. It, it's the beak. I can't. I can't do the beak. That one has it. The Multistrada has it. There's a couple. I don't know why they. The the. Uh, well, even the XR has it. The S1000 even XR, XR even has it. The XR has it. Uh, the the V-Strom didn't used to have it, but now it has it. It's. I don't know. Some of the, and maybe the triumphs some do the tiger that I don't know. Yeah, the tigers have it. The the off-road tigers have it. If you get a street version, they don't, they don't have that beak or that high fender. I, I don't know. It's fine for a KLR or for a, you know what I mean? Something that you're actually going to take out and beat up. I think it's a styling nod to, to the dirt bike, the big, long plastic dirt bike fender. Sure. I think it's purely a styling nod. It's probably a purpose built item. I just don't like it. And the GS has those asymmetrical headlights. I don't know. It just. So it seems it seems very un-German to me somehow. <laughs> like I don't it, know what it is. Yeah, like it's a little too utilitarian, right? Exactly. It's it's like the like the Volkswagen thing or the the Mercedes G wagon or something. It's like, come on. Now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna counter you on KTM. So you're gonna look at the Super Adventure R and the Super mm-hmm. Adventure S and tell me that's not a beak? It's not a beak. So you look at so look what? at the KT look at the 790 Adventure R the new one that came out. Well, that has a proper That's motocross a fender on it. It's a beak. It's 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 an ADV beak. Whether it's a high fender or or it's coming off the the fairing, to me, it's all beak. <laughs> I think we're splitting hairs. <laughs> we're, we, oh, we're definitely splitting hairs. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. And obviously, I'm in the minority because the GS sells like a mofo. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just looking. I, I closed the article, but I think they sold like some 51,000 of them in 2018. Yeah. 
But the article did say for the first time, so it made it sound like that isn't always the case. But I've well, closed it now, so it's irrelevant. All right. So, <laughs> so here, here, I'll, I'll, I'll throw my little thing in here. So, beak. Oh wait, what was Tony's I, pick? I didn't get his pick for BMW. Or did you have one? He had one. Who, mine or John's? Well, John's Here's was Tony. the R nine T, right? Mine's yeah. the, mine's the twelve fifty RT. Oh, twelve fifty RT. Okay, that's right. GS for me and RT for you. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so so I'll give you my uh, debate about the beak. So so I would say they kind of both had the beak, but KTM does a better job hiding it because technically it's the headlights. So, where BMW technically has the fender sticking out there. They just put it right out there. Yeah. They just got this beak sticking right out there. The yeah. the newer the newer 1290s have gotten more it's sharper. That fairing is sharper than it used to be, for sure. But now, now let me ask another question. And this is rationale since you're talking ADV. Wouldn't 500 pound ADV bike going dirt off road be like a long day? See, it always depends on how much off road. You know, there's a okay. big difference between dirt roads and single track trails. Okay. I mean, right. 500 pound bike on a dirt road, fine all day. But now you get in the single tracks or you get in the woods. Uh, that's a long day. <laughs> the so KLR we, we, was 485 pounds. And that was a very heavy bike in the woods. And you never got out of first gear. Never left first gear in that thing unless, you know, you could see beyond the next tree for, you know, 100 yards. <laughs> right. That was just my little thing about, you know, the bike. No, you're right, and we haven't gotten to KTM yet, but what what KTM and BMW do a lot differently in their marketing of their ADV bikes is KTM's marketing, they show you some dude like Chris Birch or Adam Raymond or one of these dudes who is an uh, extreme enduro champion, right. and they on these 1290s. And they're doing wheelies and they're going over rocks and they're doing, they're doing things that, a no, that would take a normal person 20 years of training to do. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, but it works. That marketing works. Cause I look at those 1290s and I'm like, oh man, I want to do that. So, but, and I know damn well, I've ridden dirt bikes. I, I can't, I can't ride like that on a 125, you know, it's yeah. So it's crazy. I've thought the same thing because that, that 1290, just the thought of having that much power under your right hand in any capacity <laughs> just makes me smile. Right. <laughs> I don't care if it's a dirt road, fire road, mud pit, rock crawl. Heck yeah. If I can command that much horsepower. Oof. We might as well talk about KTM now. Cause I think <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. We're gone there automatically. Yeah. So I'm going to move Ducati down one and we'll jump down to KTM. <laughs> So what is your KTM pick, Tony? <laughs> All day. 1290R, man. The Absolutely. R. Now, do we need but, to get but, into the minutia of the models here? I I don't think so. The the you can very easily buy just the regular super adventure and turn it into an R. It's not, it's just it, like the BMW, it's cast wheels. It's a little bit different. Um 
there, there's nothing nothing in the the ride modes or the gearing or anything like that nothing in the in the chassis that's necessarily that much different yeah uh you, you can when when you get from the factory for the for the regular super adventure you you buy your engine guards and um uh skid plates things things like that they're a little bit different yeah uh but you can always go aftermarket for that kind of stuff well, but I, if you buy the R it's it's already ready to go i i see them so i think they've changed up the lineup a little bit and i i want to talk about these two models i think they've simplified it a little bit more like BMW so BMW either get the 1250GS you want the all-rounder you're probably more of an on-road person but you can use it for whatever and you can trick it out however you want or you get the adventure because you know that's what you want to do and ktm i think has done that now too because they have the adventure s which is you know cast wheels more of your on-road but it's you know same chassis and everything slightly different fairing and then if you're going full off-road it's the adventure r but the interesting thing is if you're going to really get nasty with it, the 1090 R is still around. So the, the 1090 actually it, for a KTM adventure bike would be my pick, except we're sitting here talking about, you know, cost, you know, money's no option and yeah, of course, whatever. I, I might as well grab one. That's, that's, <laughs> you know, but the 1090 from, from what I understand is everything you need is power wise and more. Yeah. Uh, both on and off road, but the 1090 adventure, they're only making it in an R. Correct. And it's yeah. 125 horsepower, which is still sufficient. <laughs> plenty. That's plenty of horsepower. Yeah, absolutely. Well, heck, but their new I, 790 I a, will do a hundred, won't it? 110 horsepower. What's that? Isn't the new 790 like over a hundred horsepower too? I think it is. And those bikes for for a person like myself who's not very tall yeah and doesn't have you know a ton of off-road riding experience the 790 is a better choice um 95 horse but they're ugly they're ugly little bikes i'm sorry <laughs> to say it they really are the the <laughs> the regular adventure the the non-off-road it's like they took that fairing and you ever see Somebody out there will know what I'm talking about when I say this. When when people are modding out uh, Dinas, kind of clubbing them out, right? Yeah. In the last couple years, you see dudes moving the headlights up farther on the the triple tree, like they they move them up farther on the handle, almost where they're on the risers, yeah, the handlebar risers, and they put the the fairing, whatever fairing they're going to use, quarter fairing, on there. That's what the the regular 790 Adventure reminds me of. It's like it's the headlights just pushed up way too high. And oddly enough, for as much as I hate the beak and the high fender, I think the 790R is better looking than the regular 790 Adventure. Uh, but I'd still yeah, it is. Know, yep. take that 1290. I think the the problem with the regular 790 Adventure is the, the, the fender being so close to the wheel and it's still a 21-inch hoop. So it looks yeah. odd having that big of a wheel and then a fender close fitting, but yeah, you're totally right. The seven, and then the head, and then the headlight a mile away from. Yeah, the Adventure R totally works with that beak. Yeah. But I would argue with you that's not a beak; that's a proper fender. That is, it's a proper high fender. I, yeah. I agree. But here's 
if I'm getting a 790, and this was this was almost my pick. If I'm getting a 790, it's going to be the Duke because that 790 Duke is awesome. Yeah. Now, yeah. Hmm. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. And I've sat, I've checked it out and sat on it and stuff. And it, they call it the scalpel, and there's a reason for it. It's a really skinny bike. Mm. It's probably the one of the skinniest nakeds or street bikes I've ever sat on. It, it, that thing's ready to rock. You'd need an MX bike to get thinner than that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Nice, John. You have a KTM pick. Do you care? <laughs> you know, maybe, I'll go really crazy. Maybe ready? E ride. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will go for one that you looked at here the other day. I think this is the one you looked at when you're here, Rich. The twelve ninety Super Juke GT. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. love, love that. That has an ugly beak too, but again, <laughs> 175 horsepower on your right wrist. Mm. <laughs> Not really sure I care what it looks like. So here, so the, the rate, the super Duke, the 1290 super Duke is badass. The, the 1290 super Duke GT is also badass. However, I've got a buddy that's got an 1190 super adventure, just the regular, yeah. not the R and he got, he when he when he he didn't get any aftermarket bags or anything. He went all KTM, and he said all their touring accessories suck hmm. compared to the aftermarket. So to buy the the Super Duke GT, and it, granted it's got a little bit different ergos, it looks like. But other than that, really all you're getting is that ugly beak and what is purported to be crappy <laughs> KTM bags. Hmm. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> Duly noted. So who makes their bags? I don't know. But out here, so out here in Seattle, we have Touratech, like right close by. And Touratech, yeah. you know, they're the best, supposedly. Uh, they're certainly going to beat anybody's uh, OEM bags, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I, so I, I, know, know I know this thing's got some grunt because at my last track day, one of these 1290 Super Duke GTs passed me, and they were two up. I was, like, track. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, at the track. <laughs> Yikes. I was like, come off the corner, and I hear this big thing, you know, building power behind me, and I was like, like I wonder if that's that Super Duke. And it's like, Boom. yep, sure it is. <laughs> but from what I understand, they're also really well-behaved when you want them to be, too. <laughs> it's it's when you're getting on it that they that they hulk up. Nice. Well, well, that's like the one that we had over here, Rich, and you went and looked at it, and then they sold it to a guy, and I talked to the sales manager about it, and he's like, yeah, the guy doesn't know what he's buying, because he's like, oh, that's a good bike, you know, oh, you know, kind of, I guess the guy that I was buying was kind of like, didn't know that, you know, it was a 170 horsepower motor sitting underneath it. He's like, nonchalant, he's like, yeah, it's all right. All right. Those bags kind of look like shad bags, kind of. Do a little bit, yeah. So I'm sitting here. I'll do, we'll do some research. Well, no one is going to believe my pick, but like I said, I was getting a little sport bike heavy. So my pick isn't even street legal. Oh, because I would mm-hmm. want the 450. Uh, what's I, what do they call that one? See, now you move my order around. EXC. The SXF. That's what I want. The 450 <laughs> SXF factory edition. Because if you want to get in the dirt, I might as well have one of those. Mm-hmm. 
I might as well kill myself in the woods in addition to on the road. <laughs> they're just, That's I think they're just sweet looking bikes. Did you, you ride dirt bikes, right? Are you used to? I have ridden dirt bikes. Yeah. And I would love to, to do so again. Um, I lean more towards some of the adventure or dual sport just because right. I can't, you know, I can't justify you know, buying a street bike and then buying a dirt bike and, you know, cause where does that stop? Right. Uh, so, so I do tend to lean towards the dual and KTM. You can, I know, I know a lot of guys who have the, they just, they're just plating their dirt bikes and putting lights on them. You know, a lot of the, the 500s, mm-hmm. the, the, the 300s even, cause around here, there's so many trails close by. Uh, so even if you wanted that 450, you could very easily convert it to a dual sport, you know, and, and ride it on the road. There was another one I saw an interview on recently, not, I'm sorry, not an interview, but a, a ride review. And it's the new, I think it's the new 302 stroke they have. That's like direct injected. Mm. That looked pretty cool. So I was almost thinking, hmm, maybe I would go, you know, with a modern two stroke. So it seemed pretty cool. But yeah, I think you got to go with the motocross special, you know, factory edition, big boy, 450, just rip it. Have you ever ridden a motocross bike, a purpose-built motocross bike? No. <laughs> oh, get get ready to clean your drawers. Yeah, right. that's what I've heard. Need to They're really fun, though. Rip your arms off. Really, really fun. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's see. Let me mark. I didn't actually mark these down. Hold on. Oh, See, so you move my list, get things out of order. Well, we'll start talking about Ducati then while I write this down. <laughs> All right, Ducati, what do you think about their Tony? Who do you think first bike? Their flagship? Yeah, flagship. Their flagship for 2019-2020 is Panigale B4. All day. And I don't, know, I don't know about sales. Um, I doubt they're, they're very high on the sales. But the the that's all that's been talked about for the last what year and a half, you know, is that at least two years almost is that bike. Yep. Uh followed closely by the scrambler. I think they're selling a ton of scramblers. And there's a lot of different models you can get and yep. they're kind of I don't know what do because now they're entering flat track, if I'm correct, right? And that's gonna be one of the the scrambler models that are thrown in there. Correct. So that, that one's getting a lot of visibility too. Yeah. I think sales wise, the scramblers are probably the highest in number of units. You know, again, pro- maybe not the most profitable, but probably the most number of units. Um, but yeah, when I, when I hear Ducati, I think one of two things, definitely Panigale full on street bike or sorry, full on race bike, just kind of racing in general, you know, mo- motorsports racing. But mm-hmm. the other thing that comes to mind is the mon- the um, monster. Mm-hmm. So just your you know naked Street Fighter, crazy sounding L twin. Just that's those are the two that I think of, and I had a I had a hard time going back and forth between those two, and I even threw the X Diavel in there because after riding it uh, about a couple years ago now, just mm-hmm. crazy bike to ride to think that you're sitting like a cruiser you have that much power and and 40 degrees of lean angle just a, 
a crazy bike kind of bends your mind into what a <laughs> kind of bike can do. So, but I, yeah, I have to go with the, the bread and butter. It would be a Panigale V4 R all day for my money. Yeah. What about your pick? That's my pick. Yeah, that's my pick. Oh, that's your, that's your pick and your flagship. Yep. I agree. That's the pinnacle and that's my pick. Okay. Cause if I, yeah, if I'm going to have a Ducati, it's going to have to be a race bike for mm-hmm. sure. So my pick is, is actually the, you, you threw out one, my, uh, one of my pick, but the, is the monster. I, and I would have, I would have chosen the monster, thrown the monster in there for, uh, the flagship because it is, and has been for a long time, probably a lot of their sales. It's their sportster. It's their, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they have sold a ton of monsters, but since the scrambler came out, I think that probably ate into that market a little bit but i still love the monster and the 2019 monster 1200 oh. anniversary oh. in the in the tricolor <laughs> is badass oh. i if you like a trellis frame bike if you like a single swing arm on a naked bike you need to go and thank ducati for ever making the monster because i think they they built a market off of that bike. I think a lot of other bikes, KTM included, any of their Hooligan series bikes owe a lot to that Ducati Monster. Yeah. And I, now that it, now that it's a twelve hundred, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a force. Yeah, you're just shy of 150 horsepower on that thing, which has got to be right. great. And to get the you know the Olin's forks, the Brembo monoblocks, actually has the Olin's. I think it's a TTX in the back. Mm-hmm. which is phenomenal but yeah 500 500 copies of this 25th anniversary I, I know i'm kind of cheating on that one because it's not i probably can't just walk into a dealership and grab that guy but no i'll allow because it it was pretty close <laughs> to being on my list too <laughs> i'm gonna allow that yeah. one <laughs> yeah i just I always loved it. the monster man i me too i drool to this day i would buy one of the first or second generation ones that had the twin cans Yeah. One, you know, one you on each get, side. If you can get the old one in the tricolor, the S4R, th- those things are. It was my my screensaver for a long. I mean, I I had a a, a powerful lust for that bike. Yeah, I, I smell a Ducati in my future. I really do. Yeah, especially with my newfound sport bike itch. Just you know, something about them gets in your blood. I I can see one of those in the garage here in the future. Yeah. All right, Johnny. Mm. He's like, oh, I got to pick one of these. <laughs> well, Rich, since you talked about it, I want to say the X Diablo S. You like the X Diablo? I do. That's a crazy bike, though. It is. It's a crazy bike. Something unique, something different. And you probably know it, but if you're talking about Ducati, you know, Rogue got the Super Sport. Yep, that's what you're saying. I like the super sport too. That, that was actually close in my pick because you can get factory bags for it. And it reminds me of the, the old Ducati's, uh, sport touring bike, the the Ducati ST, which was a cool bike. Yeah. And that's as close as you're going to get nowadays for Ducati. Yeah. He was looking at the pan galley, um, and getting one. And then, I think how he talked about it because he was talking about it for a while, and then he switched to Super Sport because it's more tame. 
you're not taking it to the track, there's really mm-hmm. you're just going to be frustrated with the panic alley on the road. Yeah, I think so. Taking it around and drive riding around town and commuting, he was more happy with that with the super sport. So now I have I've added a bike to my ride list. Well, actually, I read I added it a while ago, but <laughs> I have to go ride this thing. I want to ride the Hyper Motard S50 SP. Mm-hmm. That just looks like an absolute hoot, and that's it, that's the it word prob- for it. I think a hoot. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, yep. If you can stand that beak, <laughs> yeah, it does have a little beak. Gosh, you just ruined it for me. But doesn't that look like fun to just rip that thing around town and just be it a hooligan does. for a day? I, I'm always stoked to see anybody on a supermoto in town because without fail, they're doing something illegal on it. You know they're just having stupid fun with that thing and you're stuck stupid. in your car. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I get it. I get the hypermotar. I mean, I get a, just a taste of it with my you know, my interceptor, I can't imagine something with ground clearance and more power and be that nimble. I mean, you, you can't, you can't help, but be a hooligan. You can't, there's no other way right, to ride it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause people would be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> why, why are you not doing a wheelie right now? Why aren't you jumping off a curb? I don't understand. Yeah. You yeah, should be exactly. on the sidewalk. I mean, you should have done a stoppy around that, that stop sign and, and then a burnout and a wheelie down the road. Like, yeah, just like, yeah. It would be full throttle or full brakes, like all the time. All the time. That's it. <laughs> you might as well just make it a button. <laughs> it's not a. It's not a throttle. It's a go button. <laughs> yeah, go stop. That's it. <laughs> yes, front wheel in the air or rear wheel in the air. Nothing in between. Now wait till they make an electric supermoto, because that that literally is all it's going to be. Yeah. Stop or go. Yep. Yeah, front and, wheel up. And somebody's going to die. It's That's just how it's going to happen. But this thing looks like fun. I I, ha- I got to try one of these. I just, I can't imagine riding this and not walk away with a smile on your face. It's got to be good. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're done with Ducati, yes? Yeah. That was Ducati. Yeah. We moved, we bumped up KTM. Last one on our big list, and then we've got the Japanese four. Let's talk about Triumph. Mm-hmm. Now, Triumph is, it's, it's almost easy to think about it from a heritage standpoint. But when you start looking at the lineup, you know, there's a lot of different bikes out there. We've already talked about Adventure. You've got the Tiger line. Um, you have your sport bikes. You know, you've got your Daytona and your, your 675s and things like that. And then, of course, your modern classics. So... When I think Triumph, I can't help but to go to the modern classics. It's like, you know, Bonneville, Thruxton, that kind of bike. That's where my mind goes. And I know they have a lot, they have a lot more varied brands or varied models than that. But that's just where my mind goes right off the bat. So what about you, Tony? Uh, yeah, Bonneville line, all the, which, which includes the Thruxton, the T100, T120. They're all... They're all Bonneville line, and that definitely is Triumph's flagship for sure. What do you think of, John? And don't yeah. say Adventure Bike with a beak, or I'm going to smack you. Oh, yeah, Adventure Bike with a beak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, come smack me. 
<laughs> Bonneville, yeah. I'm along the lines. Bonneville. And I think you're a little bit like me. You like the bobber too. That's a cool bike. Uh well, I'll give you my pick. It is the bobber. Oh, John's jumping up with the pick. I might don't even have my pencil ready. You you've known I've always had this kind of like I've always liked the look of it. I thought it's um they did the best job, I think, in the as we call it a modern, modern classic classics, look. Yeah. And it just looks, you know, classic and looks like a cool bike. Well, and I have pictures of John sitting on a Bonneville bobber at a test event at a dealership. And it's still not been confirmed if he actually rode one that day. <laughs> maybe that's still our secret. Uh, maybe one day we'll let it out, right? <laughs> Talk about a long-range teaser. <laughs> I think we lost Tony. <laughs> Nope, I'm still here. I, I like the bobber. I, I definitely like the bobber. I sat on it. It's got a little bit of that same. They're not forward controls, but with how low the bar. And I, I know all these things can be changed real easily, but my initial sit on it was the rider triangle is a little, a feet, little wonky for me. Your feet sit kind of high. That's the thing I noticed. Well, you probably, I mean, how tall are you, Tony? So I'm five nine, but okay. I'm all torso. Okay. Yeah, that's that's so one of my things. Is I have low inseam. So yeah, me too. I've said it before. <laughs> I have KT, KTM dreams with a Honda Shadow inseam. Uh, <laughs> so if if that tells you anything, yeah. And so and and that bobber put me a little bit. Feet, feet a little bit too far forward and leaned a little bit too far forward for me. Mm, um, right. And there's no room to move on that seat. It's it's a solo, springed, kind of weird, you know, the way it sits. Yep. It's it's the round town, ride around, you know, 50 miles and be done. Yeah. All right. Yeah, again, doesn't pretend to be anything else. So what? Which one was your pick then, Tony? My pick is the Speed Twin. Oh, interesting! That newer Speed Twin. Um, it's got. It's basically a more upright Thruxton. Um, from all accounts, I think it's a little bit underpowered in comparison to the Thruxton, but the Ergos are perfect, and it's it's a cool bike. Very. Very, I don't know, just kind of, it's almost, it almost jumps out of the, with, with the inverted fork and the dual discs and, uh, everything else it's got going for it, it. It almost jumps out of that heritage classic realm and more into naked sport bike. Um, but, but still retains a little bit of that, that look. The Thruxton is, is really cool, but it, the Ergos, I couldn't ride that thing for very long. <laughs> it's just not happening. And you're gonna hate my pick then. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> well, like I said, when I think of Triumph, I'm thinking modern classics. Bonneville mm -hmm. all the way, almost in any variety. And yeah. you know, while I would love to have a big adventure bike or another sport bike, the one that speaks to me is that Thruxton R. So that classic look, cafe style. 
you know, get me in a, a mini tuck, good, you know, the good suspension, good brakes. That's the one I want all day. Thruxton R. I, I don't hate that pick at all. I, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm jealous of that pick. If I could ride in that position for longer than 10 minutes, yeah, you know, I get it. I totally get it. And the cool thing about it is, it, the, well, they, I don't think they're making it anymore, but they had in the smaller line in the, in the, like now they have the street twin and the street sw- twin scrambler, uh, but they used to have the street cup, which was a similar uh, ergo similar styling. That's right. But with, with the 900 engine and the, the street twin line is really cool too. I wouldn't mind having that street twin scrambler. That's a cool little, little ripper there. You know, I like that you picked that your picks really, I don't want to say it. The picks that you made really are, I guess what you would pick. It's like, it's right from the heart because it's not just, you know, the highest dollar, the highest horsepower. Like I just, I like that your picks are are really genuine. It's, it's, it's all what I would ride. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have the, the time really to be long distance touring. Um, I don't, I don't have the skills to be riding something like a, a Panigale V4. You know, <laughs> I, I don't. It, most of my riding would be commuting and and just ripping around when I could. So yeah. I really lean towards bikes of that caliber. Besides that, you know, I, I do have some ridiculous choices like the the KTM, but uh, mostly it would just be stuff that I could hop on and rip around town for an hour or whatever, and then. Yeah. And come back. Yeah, they're more more practical versus aspirational. Indeed, which is Indeed. cool. All now, right. when we so, get to eight days a week, that might be a different story. Yeah, I'm shooting for the moon, obviously. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're sitting here and I'm looking on Triumph Service site, did you guys look at the Rocket Three TFC? It's not my thing. That's not mine either. Yeah. No, but I'm just. The, but but if the you go new look, one. The new one's not, I don't think that one's, that's not a 2020 model, is it? Well, the, the, the Rocket 3 TFC is going to be limited production, 750 bikes made, but just, it's all aluminum. They saved like, all aluminum frame. They saved like 98 pounds off the weight, 14% overall. I'm just looking at the bike and I'm like, holy cow. Now that's a custom off the new rocket that's coming out, right? That's not the old one. Because uh, there's a new one for this year and next year. <clears throat> I, I looked at it, John, because I, my pick before we eliminated the sort of the handmade bikes or the one-offs, my pick was actually the Thruxton TFC. Right. So, you, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. I, I was just... The, the the new rocket is way cooler looking than any of the older ones have been, but in the realm of ridiculous motorcycles, the rocket is pretty high up there. If you've ever sat on one, it's oh, it's like they stripped away the body panels of a car. <laughs> pretty, yeah. it's that big, huh? It's it's massive. It's massive, and the front you can't. I mean, looking down on it, sitting on it and, and kind of looking down at the, you, you'd never be able to, you, you don't see the road, 
You don't even see it. All you see is bike is engine and, uh, radio. I, I don't know. It's, it's a ridiculous bike. Mm. Yeah. Tank. Uh, we seen it at, uh, Barbara rich and then, um, Lance that was in the motorcycle podcast challenge and, and, um, Edmonton, Alberta has one. That's what he rode. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if this TF is me, off the new one. What you say, Tony? I said, "Don't hate me, Lance." Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> no. I think he's out. He'll be okay. Yeah, this is the new one. This is the because it's 2,500 cc's, like two oh, yeah. and a half liter mm-hmm. motorcycle out of a three cylinder. Wow. That's crazy. I was just looking at it. It just looks, I'm just looking at looks. So that was where I was just. So, so for you, John, to slap the, the three wheel conversion on there, that <laughs> might be a bad mofo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I get, phew. All right. Good pick, John. Good pick. I took the bobber. I told you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. I'm not trying to kill myself here today. <laughs> All right. So that's speed twin for Tony, Bobber for you. Well, time wise, we got to make a decision because we are over an hour, like an hour 20, 15 or 20. Let's just do the big four. So we've got the big four, and then maybe we can just. Yeah. Maybe instead of bantering the last ones, we can just kind of give a like a rapid fire pick. Speed round. Yeah. Speed round. All right, so moving on to the big Japanese big four, starting with Honda, and I think we covered that one already. We all sort of unanimously agree Goldwing is what we think of, do we not? Mm-hmm. Yep. And who wants to start the pick? You do. I do. Well, that is actually my pick, Goldwing. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's real hard. Well, it, the, and the reason for it is it is just – you know, like the biggest, maybe even the biggest and the most powerful touring bike. And as John and I were talking about before the show, I don't even know if it has a competitor. Like it, it may be a class of one, like Goldwing is the, is the class. I think, I mean, I don't, despite what I other think the, makers the case, might think. The K 1600 grand America or whatever, that's probably as close as it comes. And even that one, is underpowered comparatively. Yeah, you're right. The big K1600 might be the only one that that can eke in there. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's a, a distant second. Yeah. Cuz we were looking at we were talking about other like big sport touring bikes and it's like, well, they're really sport bikes made to tour. Like this is just a proper touring bike that happens to handle well and be crazy fast. Mhm. Like it's, it's not like they took a CBR 1000 double R slap bag. Yeah. Put bags on it and change the ergos a little bit. Like, no, that's, this is just its own animal. And I think mm-hmm. I would have to have one of everything they make. Yeah. There you go. I would pick the Africa twin. Ah, uh-huh. not the, not the adventure sport one. Um, <laughs> it's just too damn tall for me. Uh, and, and you can go to the aftermarket and get whatever you need to put, yeah put on that thing. And I would not take the DCT either. Now, not the, so you're saying not the super ugly one, just the like kind of sort of ugly one. 
Just just the low end ugly. This is, yeah. little, this is like garden variety ugly. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is, but I want it in that in that red, white, and blue. Yes. You know, kind of adventure Dakar. Yeah. If style. I'm gonna have one, it's gonna look like that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. John. Well, I I can't confirm nor deny, but there is a photo floating around with me sitting on one of those. Get out. I'm not. <laughs> with with the DCT. Uh, no, it was, uh, it's no, no DCT, but red, white, and the one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. More to tease out. But my, my the CB1000R was a close one for me. I like oh. that bike. Yeah. Like I said, it, I didn't want to have sport bike heavy. And if I'm going to have a super fast bike, it's going to be that Panic Alley V4. Right. All day. All day. All right, John, your pick. Well, you know, I'll go really crazy. I'll go with the NM4. Why not? Go to <laughs> Batmobile. <laughs> right. Commuter special. Mm-hmm. Hey, why not, right? All right. Now, I will say, other than Honda, when I hear those four brands, I- I'm generally thinking sport bikes or dirt bikes. I really nothing else really comes to mind in the middle. And that's maybe that's just what I focused on or maybe what I've seen or kind of my envision of those. But, you know, when I hear that, you know, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, and like I said, save for Honda with the Goldwing, I'm just thinking, you know, sport bikes and dirt bikes. So Kawasaki fits in that category. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yes, it does. So if I had to pick a flagship, I guess I would pick the Ninja line. The H2? Or just Ninja in general? Yeah, I, I guess just the Ninja line in general, because that's that's what you hear, regardless mm-hmm. of what the model is. You know, that name, you know, that name carries weight, so. I agree. Right. I agree. Pro- and probably Ninja 650, if you're looking at from 2019 down to you know yeah they're everywhere yeah johnny what do you think yeah i agree the ninja would be is what you think kawasaki it's the ninja line yeah and they've been around for a long time all right and i'll go first so that is actually my pick is a ninja but of course it would have to be the h2 sx se (laughs) plus (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is a mouthful but my reason for picking that is not just that it's a sport bike with some touring ergos the way they constructed this vehicle is just fascinating the kind of the collaboration of all of kawasaki heavy industries that come together and made this bike so they had like you know their aerospace division was involved and their you know metal fab and just all the different parts of the company came together and made the bike it's like an all in-house machine which i just think is really cool they even made like they made their own supercharger for crying out loud. <laughs> like, like who has the depth to do that? You know? So I just think it's cool that they have all that talent in house to make that type of machine and, and they're asking big money for it. So, so good on them. I think it's a cool bike. I'd love to have one. I, I like anybody that has the stones to put out a turbo or supercharged <laughs> uh, production bike i just think that's 
awesome. Uh, although it's not my pick. Uh, but I do, I do agree with you. I think they went all out on that one. And it, yeah. it's, uh, it's, to, and you talk about the live wire being a collectible bike. I think this, I think that bike, Yo, I yeah. don't, I don't think the production is going to last too long on that because I think they're, they're, they're too expensive to make. So I think that would be a, a very, and you look at the past bikes that have been turbo char- the, the turbo Hondas, for example, those are really sought after bikes, man. They're not, they, they're definitely for me, I think the collectible bike to own right now. Um, but my pick is the Z 900 RS, uh-huh. uh, uh, cafe please in the vintage lime green. Okay. Uh, that is the only the all, all, the big four all all four brands have bikes that they talk about as being sport classic or neo vintage or whatever right but it, in my opinion the Z900 RS is the only one that actually fits that bill it's the only one that actually looks like one of their stock bikes from the past agree uh, not only that but one of their best bikes from the past the Z1000 you know well, and, but and it's a, a darn good modern bike, right? And it is it a darn good modern bike. It's an inline four. It's you know, from what I understand, it's got tons of power, um, and it's just a cool, very cool bike. And actually, a lot bigger in person than when you see in these videos and stuff like that. We have a local Cowie dealer, and I I checked it out, and it's a that's a big boy. That's not a small bike. Um, but my. I also like the Versus line, both 650 and 1000. I, I think those are, are great bikes. Okay. John, did you have a pick? A Cowie? You know, why don't we go crazy, Rich? Why don't we go... Um, mm, H2R? No, no, because, you know, I'm not on track days. So. Hmm. We'll go with Ninja 400. Little nice. little thing to have a little fun around on track. How's that? Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. Nothing wrong with that. All right, Yamaha. Let's see. What are we going to do with Yamaha? Oh, that's a tough Yamaha. one. Yamaha. Hmm. Same, so like I said, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, I'm putting them all in the same class. I'm just mm-hmm. thinking sport bikes and dirt bikes, no particular um, model. Although with Yamaha, I will say the R1 does stick out to me. And it yeah. it did before I kind of got my sport bike bug just because it sounded different and I wasn't really sure why and I wasn't into it then, but the R1 as a name did stand out. Um, but I, I really don't have one to one to pin on that one. I would say the R1 definitely stands out, but the R6 definitely stands out too, as far as visibility and name. Yeah. Uh, and on the dirt side, WR450, everybody knows WR450. Yep. Yeah, the, R, the R6 for sure, as, as I look around more and more, like, you know, that's just, that goes hand in hand with racing and, and winning mm-hmm. over the years. So it's cool. And it's a fun bike to ride, even though it's a first gen. <laughs> I bet. All right. So my pick, like I said, would have been easy to go with the R1M, which is, what my kids wanted they're like oh r1 dad r1 all day and i'm like nah i gotta go back i gotta go back to my first love in the yamaha family and i would have to put the tracer 900 gt in the garage 
and be done with it. <laughs> so that would be my pick. So mine's the Tracer 900, but it's not the GT. I just take the regular. I don't. I don't even want the bags or nothing. Uh-huh. I would just ride that bike like what it is, which is a superior FC09. Nice. But the new FJR is pretty freaking nice. I was looking at one the other day and sat on one at a local dealership. That is a that is a damn nice bike. And if I had any touring bent, I would I would go for that. Yeah. It's an old bike though. It is. Yeah. But the the paint's upgraded. <laughs> it's, it's got new paint schemes, man. Well, they did upgrade the suspension. It's finally got some. It's got an inverted fork option on the top line one. It's their new. It's that new sort of matte metallic blue. I don't know uh-huh. what they're calling that matte blue. Is, I love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It makes it look like a brand new bike, all new. But yeah, yep. no Tracer nine hundred for sure. All right, Johnny John. MT10. Jeez. Right on, Johnny. Go shoot for the moon, my man. Right on. You know, (laughs) I I ride with a guy that has one, and you want to talk about a bike that's, you know, he's made it more in a touring bike and stuff, but you want a bike to go, that thing can go, and it's it's an awesome bike. It's a naked R1. Yeah. And I don't even think it's that ugly. A lot of people think it's i know you're one of them rich that thinks it's ugly yeah it's pretty but terrible. as far as the transformer bikes go i think it's it look it it's beefy enough in the front end that it it i don't know i think it carries it the only, yeah only way i'd have one of those is if it was all black just murder the thing out and then i could probably ride it you don't like the matte gray and lime green oh no, and, and then with those gaudy red wheels no oh no <laughs> oh, no <laughs> do not but so yeah, I, I like it, Johnny. I, I think that's a that's a stellar pick. It's a it's a cool bike. I like I said, ride with a guy that rides one. He's upgraded it. Did a lot of upgrades to it. Uh, you know, you talk about people, young people riding it. He's taken got um, what do you think? You eat side bags on it. Got a Corbin seat on it. Put a windshield on it. I mean, it, he's made it more of a touring bike, but that thing can scream, and he has. I think an M4 exhaust on it gets that thing revved up and it sounds like a freaking race engine. Well, it is. Well, yeah. well he opens it up and it sounds like a race car coming down. And so, yeah, I'm looking at it in black. I, okay. I'd, I'd ride the snot out of it in black. There you go. No, you don't go too far on gas stops though. I'll tell you that much right now. Okay, but I'd no ride 130 miles. You got to stop for gas. Yeah. I'd, you'd probably want to stop. Holding on for dear life. I love it that Johnny thinks 130 miles isn't that far to go. To get, like, <laughs> I mean, that's all I used to ride in a day, like back in the day. Like right. a hundred mile day would be a long day. That's a long day for John. It's like, you know, to, to get coffee or whatnot. Oh, he's angry. If if we've got to stop at a buck thirty, it's a that's like short shifting. You know what? I had a bunch of uh, <laughs> probably four spiders behind me today on the freeway and if i was riding one of those i could go all day too those look pretty damn comfortable man uh, look at that look at those ergos compared to an interceptor yeah oh I, you know hey it's his choice okay <laughs> it's his choice what he wants to ride 
that was a big upgrade from touring on the R6 last year. <laughs> oh, <I bet> it was. <laughs> and major upgrade from touring on the Deuce that we'd get to 90 miles. He's like, I got to pee. Yeah. What? Neither of those are set I got to pee. I, I need coffee. Yeah. Thirsty. Hungry. He had, to, he had to pee on the Deuce because his kidneys were probably getting rattled all to hell. <laughs> Um, yeah, I am enjoying the interceptor though. It's it's a lot of fun. But indeed, it's a that t- was one, that was that was my close third actually. Third because they don't do the cross tour here in America. They call it the VFR twelve hundred X, and I think it's I think there's some minor differences, but but they still do the interceptor eight hundred, and I like that one quite a bit. Yeah, you can still find them new, but they you know it hasn't changed since fifteen. So right, but you can yeah. still find them out there. It's their FJR. And good deals, too. Yeah. I've actually found people, actually, in, like, Washington State, I've seen them for, you know, 65, 6,800, brand new. What I'd like to find is the Interceptor 750. Oh, go back a generation. Kind of a short-lived thing, but from what I understand, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, and they sounded a lot different, too. Like, the the earlier generations had uh, gear-driven cams and... It was a whole nother sound to the to the machine. A little bit, a little bit rowdier. I mean, I'm, mine's got the V4 sound, but you know, it's all chain cam driven, so the engine itself is very quiet. Right. You don't get that added character of the the whining gears. Which I'm surprised all that all of your picks weren't based on shaft drive. Like I, I was really surprised that you didn't go through everybody's catalog. <laughs> Find the shaft-driven bike and say, that's the one. That's that's my pick. <laughs> Anything that doesn't have a chain. Yeah. I don't know. How's that chain maintenance going there, Rich? I, I don't like it. I really don't like it. And I'm way overdue for cleaning mine. And it's starting to show. But <laughs> I just don't. It's like, it's one of those chores where you're like, really? Like, it's almost 2020 and this is what I got to do? <laughs> Come on, put a belt on there. Let's be done with it. Teach your boys how to do it. Bryce will do it for you. Yeah, and I won't be riding tomorrow because now half the bikes tore apart just to do an oil change. Something else that's a little <laughs> aggravating. <laughs> but uh, yeah. such is life. Uh, let's see. Did we talk about Suzuki? I not have not. I had a hard time with Suzuki. I'm I'm not going to lie. Like, other than the Busa, I couldn't come up with anything like flagship wise. I was like, I'm just not that into it again, the whole sport bike, dirt bike thing and not much in the middle. So yeah, if it wasn't a, a Busa or a Jixer, I didn't have anything else as a flagship. Jixer is the obvious flagship for me. Uh, because yeah, visibility wise it, it, and there was, there was different engine displacements and, yeah. Um, well, yeah, 600, 750, 1000. Yeah. yeah. And you get, you, you get into track days and, and racing and stuff like that. Jixer obviously is a name that comes up. Um, my pick actually though, could have easily been a flagship for Suzuki. It was the SV 650. Mm-hmm. Another I, popular track bike. So many it. of those, so many of them. And then they came back out with them and didn't, they came back out with it and didn't even really change anything, and they're still selling like hotcakes. And that's uh, that would be my pick for Suzuki, but it was a close runner up to the DRZ 400S. 
So that's your pick, the DRZ? No. Oh. No, no, no. Oh. I'm sorry. The, the DRZ was the close runner-up, actually, to the to the SV650. The SV was your pick? Yes. Got it. I like what they've, they've done. Even though they, they've changed the styling just enough to make it you know, look modern, even though it's the same friggin' engine, brake, suspension that they've been running for, you know, God knows how long. The the DRZ 600, or sorry, the DRZ 400 was the only other model I could come up with. You know, I've heard uh, some friends of mine have talked about those. I can consider that because it's kind of just a go anywhere, but, mm. you know, off-road, on-road, but not like the big 650, you know, it's just... Right. Ride it anywhere kind of thing. Yeah. And then supermoto it when you're done riding dirt. Well, they sell a supermoto version too. They do. I saw that on the website. Yeah. But um, I guess my pick was kind of easy. I did go with the Hayabusa. Figure you got to have one of the biggest, baddest sport bikes around. So, Well, and it's due for either, I I heard it's either going out or it's going to be dramatically changed. Yeah, so I thought about if it goes away, you know, you'd want to have a hold of one. And if they redo it, then, of course, now you have one of the last of this generation. Right. So that was part of my my pick. Cool. John? Suzuki? Jix- yeah, let's go with Jixer 650. 650? Is that a thing? <laughs> it used to be. Oh, oh sorry. No, they still have. A, I, don't, no, no. I don't think it. I don't think it is anymore. I think it's six hundred seven. Oh. Do they still make the oh. seven fifty? Yeah, they make seven fifty. All right, go with the six hundred. All right, six hundred. I would probably say the flagship of their ships uh, of Suzuki is the Jixer. Because if you look at it, same thing that um, look at Kawasaki. You know, everything's been Ninja. Everything with Suzuki's Jixer. So. Right. Okay. I will give you that. It's been a long one, but let's take a moment and recognize the people who continue to make our show possible. And we do that by thanking the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. That would be the first five. Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Thank you, fellas. Slack pack. Thank you. Slack pack is Chuck, Chad, and NC Rambler. The barbershop is Steven and Jacob. Let's see. Loud Pipes Racing. Just for good measure, Sean Birch, Old Man Slacker, and Sir Mike. And then we have the big group, Steve, Micah, Kenny, Dangerous Dave, Bronco Ride, Rich, Joe, Tony, Jed's Moto, Scott, Tim, and Tommy make up the riders group. And then we have Darren, the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, Kale and David round out the insiders. And we appreciate all the support, no matter the size. And if you find some value in the show, you can visit our website, loudpipes.net slash donate and participate in that value for value exchange, as we call it. And when Tony gets back, we'll pick up all the good stuff. All right, I needed to stall for just a couple more minutes, so I just want to make a quick little clubhouse announcement. And I'm going to have to go back and put this at the beginning, but for anyone that wants to do the Loud Pipes meetup in 2020, start your planning now. So it's over a year away. It's an open invite. If you would like to join us, 
you know, we're going to put out the location. You can get your campsite and all that stuff. So we won't mention any names, John Jones, but get your planning going. <laughs> right, John? How's that going? Hey, it's going well. I got it already figured out where we're going to go. Uh, you and I are going to go out there in October, I think, do a little riding. That's the plan. Hopefully. That's the plan. Hopefully I can con you, bribe you. And we have bribe. one other change that I want to mention to some of our, I guess, perks and communications. And um, this kind of coincides with killing the downshift, but we decided we want to open up the Loud Pipes Slack channel to people that are outside of supporters. And the way we're going to do that is it's going to be invite only by existing members. So anyone who is in, who is part of the Riders of Loud Pipes can invite other members uh, to join us. So that's how we will do it. And then the other one, the clubhouse will remain for subscribers of our Patreon model only. All right, John. Sorry, I stepped on you. Do you have something else? No. no oh, no. you good? Okay. No, I'm just going to bribe you to go in October. Okay, let's do it. All right, rapid fire. I'm going to give you a name or a brand. You're going to give me the bike. So, Tony, you ready? Indeed. All right, Moto Guzzi. Uh, I would say the MGX 21, just because it's so different. Same for me. Still the Flying Fortress. I'd still have one. Johnny John. Yeah, same one. Same one. Oh, MGX 21 all the way around. All right, Aprilia, if you have one. Tuono V4 Factory. Oh, damn. That's mine, too. Are you reading my list? (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair, John. I don't have one. All right. Moving on then. MV Agusta. Another Italian. Turismo Turismo Veloce 800 Lusso. Ooh. John? Don't have one. All right. Dragster 800 RR America. That was my second pick. How can you not win with a cool looking sport naked trellis frame, rowdy triple, Red, white, and blue, and spoke wheels. Single-sided swing arm. Come mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Can't do better than that. I get it. Zero motorcycles. Okay, I'm going to say it. I don't care about electric motorcycles right now. <laughs> I, I'm Pass. I'm glad they're making them. <laughs> I, I dig the technology, but I'm not going to ride one until I have to, really. You know? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> John? Uh, I'll follow Tony and I'll make another comment. I saw my first electric one in a while today. Or no, second one. Well, I my thought is if you're going to buy electric, you buy the newest you can find with the most capacity, and that would be the newest SRF from Zero. That would be my pick. If I have to. I thought it'd be the, no, yeah. Which we will at some point. No, we won't. All right. But that, that's just it. We will have to, but until we have to. Right. Until we have to, no. I, I'm the same way with cars. Like, I'm, I think Teslas are cool as heck and it, they're fun to drive and all that. But, you know, I, I'm not going to buy one until that, that's the only choice. Yep. All right. Energica. I know you guys don't care, but I would pick the Evo <laughs> 107, which is kind of a, I don't know. They call it more like a, a naked, but. It has as much plastic on it as the other one. But I think they're cool. They're pretty cool bikes. And they're also the manufacturer for Moto E. 
series. All right, one more for fun to round it out, and we'll do Tony's list if he's still up for it. And that would be Royal Enfield. And I think I would go with the classic, the Bullet 500. They've been doing this bike since 1932. It's a single-cylinder, 500cc, full fenders, just ride that thing across the globe. Be a blast. I would go for the Himalayan uh, and just beat the crap out of it because that's what it looks like it wants. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, you know, smash your hand on a rock and get on it and Mm -hmm. thrash it. it. Yeah. Like an old BMX. All right, John, anything from you or are we moving on? Moving on. Moving on. Sorry. Okay. If you want to play eight days a week, I've got my pen and pencil and paper handy. All right, let's do it. Uh, I kind of divided it up. You got to have one from each category, right? You know, it's yeah, it's whatever you want. Seven, seven things that you want plus a project and a birthstone if you want to play that. Right, perfect. Uh, we'll go cruiser first, I suppose. Um, I really like, and we we talked about this on the Slack channel. It's kind of my guilty pleasure of motorcycling. <laughs> I love the big gangstered out Harley. So I would go with a 2019 Harley Deluxe. Uh, I'll just grab that one. And it, I love the fat white wall, <laughs> stupid fender, you know, giant. I'd stick a big set of apes on it and some, some shark tail pipes. And you'd have the fish tails like three feet long. You got to do it. Yeah. You have to. You have to. It's just. It's just the way it is. Uh, I do, and I love the deluxe even stock. It's just a, and and actually, it's one of the lowest seat heights of the of the Harley lineup too. Not not too many people know that, but it's. Uh, I like the deluxe. It's big and ridiculous, and I love it. Nice. All right. Number, uh, two. number two, I guess, sport bike. Um, and, and again, now we're talking. You know. Uh, money's no object. Obviously, it's a V4 Panigale. There's no heck yeah. There, there's no, there's no other choice there. Um, and I have ridden Ducati sport bikes, uh, and they scared the crap out of me. And I loved them at the same time. It was like, it was like riding a wild animal or something. Um, so that that would be my sport bike pick. My naked sport bike pick would be the KTM 1290 Super Duke. <laughs> uh i just smile when someone says super duke <laughs> oh it's super duke how could yeah and and i imagine it is that super uh the only duke i've ever ridden is the 640 and it's what was kind of their hooligan mm-hmm. you know they called it a supermoto, but it it wasn't besides the high seat it wasn't really to me it wasn't a supermoto, but it was still just a nasty little little thing and i think the the super duke 1290 um would probably kill me but i would enjoy myself while doing it um so adventure bike i'd have to go in the same vein the super duke 1290r which we've already discussed i i think it's it is the 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 be all end all of the adventure category <laughs> 1290 touring. adventure r yes the adventure r yes uh touring bike I would have to go with uh, a Road King, the the 2019 special. I I, I like the Road King special quite a bit. I like it a lot. 
Like it a lot. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dirt bike. I am like you. I would have to go with the 450 SX, actually. Uh, if you're going to get a dirt bike, you're going to go all out. You got to go KTM. That's There's there's no other reason. Well done. All right, seven. This is your last regular or so, project? This the the last regular is a custom, and I had a hard time with this one because uh, the custom that comes to my mind most these days is Justin's Triumph. <laughs> uh, I want that thing. So, and you know what? I'm just going to go with it. That's going to be my pick for a custom. Say Webster's because Triumph. Dang. Justin Webster's Triumph. That thing is so. And I know I told you guys before. I was watching a YouTube video where they were putting out things, made it look like it was going to be one of the new Triumph models. And I was, I was about to spend some money until I realized, gosh, it's Justin Webster's bike. You're like, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, yeah. You call him up. I guarantee he'll uh, build you one for you. I, I'd say I'd he'd probably be more willing to have, help you out. But. Yeah, I'm sure they could duplicate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he could. I'm sure he'd have no problem doing that. Um, so, and my project would just be my FXR. Um, nice. Because it's in pretty much bone stock condition. Uh, and there's, the FXR is really, as far as, as um, aftermarket and just buildability, Besides the Sportster, the FXR is definitely high up there as far as possibilities of what you can do with it. Uh, so if money's no object, man, I'd love to sink a bunch of money into that. The Dyna Epitome. What year is yours? Uh, 1988. 1988. Yep, FXRS, the lowrider. Do you want to play the Birthstone game? Yes, I do. I would just like a really super clean... 1978 CB750 4K. Nice. I love those bikes. Nice list. Yeah, thank you. But you can't leave without a twist. Ooh. We weren't going to go through all these bikes and not pick a single winner. Well, not necessarily a winner, but oh. of everything we talked about, again, money is no object. I have a pile of cash in my hand that I'm going to give to you, but you have to tell me which one motorcycle it's going to be. <laughs> you, ba- you magnificent bastard. Uh, Come on. Tell me you didn't know that was coming. <laughs> I totally knew it was coming. Um, and I'm going to say in my current, in my current season, it's going to be that KTM 1290 Adventure R. Mm. Nice one. Because because I totally buy into that marketing, and I'm totally influenced by watching YouTube videos of riders that I will never, ever, ever be. But still, that bike just looks like a total demon. And if I if it came down to it, and I did never ride it off road, I think it's. Uh, I have a buddy with an 1190R, and he's owned a lot of different bikes, and he says it's the best street bike he's ever owned. So I think I can't – I mean, this is going in that kind of uh, practical, you know, what I would ride vein. And if I was to just to have the money to pick one, it, it would have to be an all-rounder, and it would have to be that 1290. Nice. Nice. Boring. Boring. 
but nice, yeah. And John, I don't know if you have enough data to pick one, but could you pick one out of the whole lineup? Uh, of what? All the bikes that we talked about tonight? Yeah, of all your picks, which one? If oh, I said, God. okay, and someone's going to give you the money, hang on, you've got to pick one. Give me the Bonneville Bobber. Ooh, nice. I, I don't know why. I've always, you know, I've always said that. I've always had something with that bike. We got to get you to ride that thing, even if just in the parking lot. <laughs> right? Anyways, we'll talk about it maybe. Okay. And maybe he did. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're not going to share that secret out. All right. Well, All right, I, I'm going to go along Tony's lines. If if someone puts money in my hand today and says, you've got to buy one from that list, you can only have one, I'm going with the Ninja. That H2 SX SE is some kind of special, and I think I'd have to have one of those over everything else on the list. I knew... The Interceptor wasn't going to do it for you. <laughs> I, I knew when you started riding that R6, <laughs> and you, I knew no, I knew the FJ09 wasn't going to do it for you either. Though. I no. knew that the, the Tracer wasn't going to do it for you. We're going to see you on something crazy within the next <laughs> couple of years. I know it. But, but Tony, there's going to be one problem, though. He's got to find one with a shaft drive. You know, the S1000R has a shaft drive. Doesn't what? it? No, it doesn't. Am I wrong about that? No, it's chain. Is it chain? You know, you know what I see him on. Yeah, so is the ninja. What do you What do you see him on, John? Goldwing. I. You <laughs> could do worse, though. You could do worse than end up on that Goldwing. Because I gotta tell you, this shaft drive. He's got tour until you can go riding, <laughs> and if he wants to rip it up, that bike will handle it and be no problems. You know, so will the K1600B, though. And if you're talking price range, price-wise... Yeah, that's a nice one. Gonna, you're, never, you're not going to have a passenger, it sounds like. The RT is still still pretty intriguing as well. I think you need another go on that. But I think John John's probably right. For the money, for the all-rounder capabilities, yeah, I could see that. I yep. could see that. But I think in between... The interceptor and the gold wing. There's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> we're gonna basically we're gonna see a leader bike with bags on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a Panigale V4S and I'm gonna somehow fit bags on. It. You have you ever ridden any of the other Panigales? <laughs> no, because they're a hell of a lot less money than the V4. But from what I understand, you're they got enough for what you want to do. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, I like like Rich. I said, Jason has the Ninja One Thousand. Put has stocks bags on it, and he can rip that thing up pretty good. <laughs> the only problem is, is that where I look at it is, if you don't like the chain maintenance, that's going to be your problem. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be your spot that you're going to be like well, going to get to. And that's where I was going with the lineup of thinking about what you had. The Goldwing would fit because you got the power. It's sporty, it's touring, and a shaft drive. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, I don't know, the appeal with the the H2 is just it covers so many facets. You know, it's not just the power and the the sporting side of it. It's, it's the whole way the bike comes together. You know, all the electronics and everything. It's just, it's hard to describe. That's how you know it's a good one. If you can't put it into words, 
you're like, ah, damn it. That's probably going to be in the garage at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. If you're sitting around, you're like, well, what, what do you like about it? It's just so darn good. Like, stop asking me questions. <laughs> good luck test riding one. Yeah. That's going to have to be one of those sight unseen things, right? Just have to trust that it's that good. I I think that's kind of a no-brainer, though. Good you day. know? Yep. Yeah. Go out and ride a Ninja 1000 to see the Ergos. And then and then buy that thing because you know they'll be better. Right. I, I, I can arrange. I can line that up for you, Rich. Yeah, we should do that. I know the offer's already been out there standing already. <laughs> All right, John, you want to cover the events and we'll shut this down? This is events. One let's of see. our longest go, shows in a while. Let's see. We're going to go nowhere, everywhere, in some place. That? <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to upstate New York, August 9th through 12th. Rich is talking about going with Rico and the boys to Moto America Championship at Barber, September 20th through the 22nd. I am thinking about the Spider Adventures possibility in Maggie Valley, October 10th through the 12th, and going to try to get Rich to go out there for our route planning for 2020. Let's do it. Okay. Then Rich, Rico, and Sean are going to Isle of Man in 2020. I don't know if SB is in. Oh, he's going oh. this month, next month to the uh, oh, the Manx Grand Prix. I thought he was talking about going. All right, well, all right, oh, guess not. All right, then uh, in August of 2020, Dangerous Dave, myself, and some of Dangerous Dave's buddies and friends are going to Sturgis, and then September 18th through 21st of 2020, again, September 18th through the 21st of 2020, we're doing a meetup in the NC Mountains. Tony should come out. Oh, man. I wish. Have a year and two when months to plan. Year and two months? Year and two months, my friend. That sounds about three months shy of what I need to plan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you never know. You never know, John. All right. Fix up that FXR and ride it cross country. No, I'm going to ride two up with John. hang on to that baby let's get weird Uh, Gettysburg picks for details (laughs) Uh, yep all right all right that's all the events before I shut it down Tony thanks again this was a ton of fun yeah absolutely it was uh was was your your brainchild put it out there in the clubhouse we kicked it around for a bit and I had a ton of fun just going through different makes, all the different models. I learned I learned a bit, kind of uncovered, I guess, some things that I like that I didn't know and some things that I knew about and confirmed some other ones. Just a lot of fun. A ton of fun. Me too. Absolutely. All right. And I would like to, again, thank the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. And if you're interested in joining our group and supporting the show, the best way to do that is visit loudpipes.net forward slash donate. You can check out all the Patreon levels we have there, which are are changing slightly, uh, but those are will largely stay the same. There's also a link for one-time donations as well. Those can be found more easily at loudpipesracing.com. That is our ongoing racing support. As we say, it's... Uh, by race fans for racers trying to keep people on the track 
And additional information from this episode, including links, and I don't know if we'll have any time for images, but that can all be found on the website, loudpipes.net slash 165. We have some other links there to leave us some feedback, subscribe to the show, and of course, follow us on that lovely social media. All right, John, John, no kickstand, but what do you need to do? Party break off. Let's roll. All right. Tony, thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening please consider supporting the show we offer generous rewards for your contribution find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate